You are listening to the Therefore a Geek podcast, episode 76. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Therefore a Geek. I'm Andrew. I'm Tracy. I'm the dude! So today we are going to be talking about Baltimore Comic Con's weapons policy, the original and the amended versions, and Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad! <laughs> shut up. <laughs> Just shut up. <laughs> Man, we're off to a good start today. Dude, dude is super disappointed in this movie, I can tell. I don't know. He had high hopes. He had such high hopes. Did I? I don't remember. I actually meant to go back no. and listen to like this, the 2016 superhero uh, previews that we did like a couple months ago. And I never looked back. I don't remember what I thought of this movie. No, I don't think it was high hopes. Who? No? Which of okay. you brought up the fact that they had to completely go back and reshoot af- or uh, rewrite after they started shooting? Was that you, dude? I'm pretty well, sure at that point probably. we all sort of. You know, I, at this point, it's so ubiquitous with movies, I don't know which one I'm talking about anymore. Because <laughs> it happens all the time now. It happened with Fantastic Four. I think it happened with this one. And I'm certain it's happening with Rogue One right now. So oh, I, I don't I don't know anymore. I, I, I don't know. It's just... I should also point out that I am not drinking alcohol or coffee. Nothing caffeinated. Nothing alcoholic. I'm actually drinking water because I am dehydrated. Yeah. I'm not sure. Drink- I'm not sure why that matters, but okay. Because Tracy wants a medal for not slowly killing herself this week. For a change. For a change. I mean, I'm rapidly killing myself. Man, I'm up like four cups a day at times at work. For the, for the listeners, for, for the listeners, it was Tracy just, drank water. That's just the bourbon. That's how we finally get her to shut up. Like Tracy, you're being healthy. Drink water. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's uh, just get into this. Yeah, get it. So, Baltimore. Yeah, Baltimore Comic Con uh, over the weekend here has announced a new weapons policy, and then rapidly they came back and amended it. Way backpedaling. So to kind of start off, we'll go, I'll go ahead and read the original and then uh, read the, the amended policy. This is Baltimore, Maryland, uh, August 6, 2016. The Baltimore Comic Con will be held on April 2nd through 4th, 2016, at the Inner Harbor, Baltimore's uh, Convention Center. Our I think fir- you mean September. I'm sorry, September. You are correct. Our first priority at Baltimore Comic Con will always be the safety and welfare of all our fans, guests, vendors, and the Baltimore community. Which it means is- they should move it out of Baltimore. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> <Get> the- <laughs> sorry, that was a really low blow, but it was too easy. Yeah. It is with this priority in mind, along with the recent tragedies both at home and abroad, that Baltimore Comic Con is prohibiting weapons of any kind to be brought into the convention. Wait, what? Wait, wait, what? What tragedies are they abroad? What are they talking about? I mean, well, stuff has happened. I don't know if you've watched the news, but stuff has happened in Brussels, in France, a couple of times. Are they going to ban? Are they going to ban trucks? Then is that what you cannot cosplay as Optimus Prime because he's a oh, truck? Oh man! Our no, wait, wait, wait! This would directly affect our, our friend who well, always has his kid in that um, that Deadpool truck. Uh, anyway, yeah, I, I mean, again, this is over. So let me let me finish reading it here because, in general, I think we can agree this is a bit of an overreaction. The following is a list. The following list is not meant to be all-inclusive and the Baltimore Comic Con reserves the right to prohibit additional items not listed in this policy. Prohibited items include, but are not limited to, 1. Firearms of any kind, including airsoft guns, BB guns, cap guns, paintball guns, and pellet guns. Go shoot your eye out! 2. Replica firearms, including reproductions or toy guns that can be confused for actual firearms. 3. Any projectile weapons, including blowguns, crossbows, longbows, silly string, slingshots, water balloons, and water guns. I said blowguns. 4. Silly string. Yeah. Bladed weapons, including axes, daggers, hatchets, knives, sword, knives and swords, sword canes, and switchblades. Explosive, 5. Explosives of any type, including black power, firecrackers, and fireworks. And some types of hair products. Yeah. They should have been. Afro-sheen. <laughs> Actually, no, no, that would fit better in this one. Chemical weapons. Yeah, right. <laughs> including mace and pepper spray. Seven, blunt weapons, including bats, mallets, brass knuckles, clubs, and any type of martial arts weapon. What about my fists? And eight, uh, your fists aren't shit. <laughs> eight, prop weapons of any kind. Why didn't they just start with that? Why did they went through this whole list? <laughs> like, just prop weapons, done. 
Uh, so please note that any replica or prop weapons purchased from a vendor at the convention must remain in the packaging or be taken out of the convention center. We completely appreciate the time and effort that so many of our, our fans and guests put into their costumes and convention attire. Whether dressing for the annual costume contest, cosplay, or simply showing your fandom, we understand that weaponry is often a part of the overall presentation. We sincerely hope everyone understands that these extra measures understands these extra measures that have been designed to preserve safe and enjoyable environment for all and we strongly encourage everyone to continue wearing the, the costumes on which they have spent so much time and effort so that that's the that is the original policy well let me go ahead and read the amended which if you look at the date <laughs> it's the same date <laughs> These guys are priceless. Something, someone didn't get this approved. Is my thought. Keep going, sorry. Yeah. So, so, so the opening, the opening is pretty, pretty close to the same. It says our amended policy is to, intended to address sharp-edged blades and realistic functioning firearms. With that in mind, our amended in caps and in caps bold and underlined. Someone knows how to use Microsoft Word over in Baltimore. Amended <laughs> weapons policy is as or. Yeah, okay. Number one, functional firearms of any kind, including airsoft guns, BB guns, cap guns, paintball guns, and pellet guns. Number one's the same. Yep. Number two, replica firearms, including reproductions or toy guns that can be confused for actual firearms by law enforcement. So I think when they're talking about when they're talking about incidences at home and abroad, realistically I think they're they're going towards the home one is and and this has been an issue in Baltimore, is is people who have been shot carrying like a paintball gun or, yeah, or an well, airsoft gun or something. Yeah, something that, that a cop thinks is real. Yeah. yeah. Uh, number three, sharp-edged, so non-dull, bladed weapons, including axes, daggers, hatchets, knives, and swords, canes, or sword canes, and switchblades. Four, explosives of any type, including black powder, firecrackers, and fireworks. Five, chemical weapons, including mace and pepper spray. So... So they changed, they got rid of the original number eight, which is prop weapons of any kind. They got rid they of... changed bladed bl weapons. The, well, they changed... They changed and they, they, any projectiles. They clarified replica firearms mm -hmm. and bladed weapons. They got, rid, they, got, they got rid of prop weapons, which I think is the, I mean, it was the biggest, most obvious outcry. And then they, blunt, blunt weapons and uh, any... The, Number three, any projectile weapons. Yeah. Well, and remember, this is Baltimore. Baltimore has had riots um, in the in the not so distant future or past. And in the so, not well, no, the also, also future. Whoa, whoa, whoa. in the not so distant future, there will also be riots. In Baltimore. I'm sure there will, and, and and that's not meant as anything except the commentary on what tends to happen in Baltimore. But um, I was meant to correct make me fun if of I'm wrong. <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong, guys, but if you the typical remedy for the the replicas that could be confused with real is is to put the big orange cap on the end, right? Well, by law, the they're required to have those pretty much everywhere. Okay, and then I know that a lot of places they they have like um, this band that they put around so that you can obviously not use the trigger even if it wasn't really functional. Well, sure. So I mean, and but that's typical. That's what you do. I mean, you have to go and you check your weapons usually at, when you uh, register, and then you know they take care of it, and off you go. Yes, I mean in general, this this feels like someone had a good idea, and they just went too far with it, mm -hmm. and then the, the the fans, you know, yelled yelled and screamed, and so apparently cooler heads prevailed, and they 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 backed off. I liked it in Phoenix when they like yellow banded that guy's walking cane. That, that was, was funny, really yeah. <laughs> well, so so hang on, I would like to point out, like, so people were all pissed off about dead. Um, like cosplaying, like, well, that means you can't have Deadpool or Harley with a mallet. And my immediate response, because I'm a Let's terrible, do it. yeah, yeah. So uh, finally, this has come up before, and and you know, I don't. It's it is certainly not everyone, but it it has become an, become enough an issue. Someone has posted, and I can't remember who or where. You know, Deadpool and Harley are basically excuses for people to people to act like assholes. Oh, absolutely. It's, it's certainly not everyone who does it, but. I can't tell you how sick I am of just people of people doing conga lines through the middle of a convention as Deadpool. Ugh. I just, I just like the the original one. I'm trying to find that part where they talk about uh, due to incidences uh, 
domestic and abroad, and because we're in Baltimore, Maryland, should they be like, we will be issuing self-defense tasers on your way in and out of the convention center, because this is Baltimore. <laughs> I feel like you should be arming yourself as you approach, not disarming. Yeah. yeah I mean, I mean, real, I th to be fair, though, that should be like a Baltimore city, like there should be a checkpoint as you enter Baltimore as a city where they issue like you with issue you with self-defense weapons and <laughs> right. you have to you have to turn them in when you leave <laughs> no, we are never getting we are season. never getting press passes to baltimore after this i still have like they took out mason pepper spray which i think are like perfectly legal things to have especially if you're a chick in baltimore well i mean again i mean a number of these things are perfectly to... legal to have but a, I, a private ev event is legally oh, allowed they could, to... Look, they can do whatever the hell they want. Yeah. Honestly, I'm not bent out of shape over this one at all. I, I really don't care. I now, just like making fun of it. Yeah, I mean, I think it was an interesting an interesting thing that kind of happened, and it seems like it, it, it's now kind of kind of gone. I think you're right. Think it's the... also entirely possible that they accidentally pu published the wrong one. Like, they came up with several drafts, and someone just posted the wrong one. No, I don't think so. I'm not giving them that benefit of the doubt. Fuck them. I will say that they did, they backtracked quickly enough that I, I did a quick Google search before we started recording just to see if there was um, an outcry anywhere but, you know, social media, the, the the places that would actually have to write a whole article on it or whatever. And I was only able to find one. And it really, it said something about Baltimore Comic Con shoots itself in the foot, but there really wasn't a whole lot of commentary. It was clearly someone just slapping it up as quickly as possible. No, Baltimore so Comic Con did... didn't shoot it itself in the foot because there's no weapons allowed anymore. Yeah, not allowed. That's the whole point. <laughs> Good. We can't shoot ourselves in the foot because you're not allowed to have one. Yeah. I just, I, like I said, when you first told me about this, I, I don't give a shit one way or the other. But really, I was like, I want to dress up as the Megatron gun now. I just want to be Megatron's gun. And then tell me I can't come in. <laughs> that would have been priceless. The, the, the one I want, like, I, I, I just, I always go and, like, look at the Facebook comments just because I'm, I'm kind of a glutton for punishment. I do the same thing with news articles. Oh, especially why in local, would you do that to yourself? Especially in local newspapers, because it's not actually me. Especially with something I don't give a shit about. Then it's really been, it's really fun to watch people lose their fucking minds. I've been starting to get into this, too. It actually is really funny. People melt down over local news. Right, yeah. Lo local news is the one to really do it with, but... There's a guy that gets on the local news here, the local NBC Facebook every day, and whenever they post anything that is not in Washington D.C., he it's the same guy's name is David, I think, and he gets on there and he says, "How is this local news?" on every single article. I'm like, "What?" I mean, what? to be okay. to be fair, like nerds have been nerd raging way before like the internet. It's true. So like this is this is like a, a genetic you know, generational tradition passed down. So we're really good at it. And social media just gives us an outlet to do it. And it's really funny. It's funny. Yeah, there are different definitions, but yeah, I think I see your point. What? what? No, there's one definition of funny and that's if it makes you laugh. This is hilarious. This shit is stupid <laughs> as hell. And it's a shame. I actually really like this convention. This this one is really no, nice. I wish I went to it more often. I, I, yeah, I think I it's one that we've all we've all enjoyed. Well, I'm going. Actually, I don't think. No, I haven't been. So I'm going with this year for the first time. But I'm only doing Saturday because well, you're we're gonna going fucking to fucking like it, or you're off the goddamn podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I actually have already contacted a couple of artists that I know are going to be there that I've seen before, and um, let them know that you know to hold a couple of prints for me. Yeah, yeah, we we have a stance, and it is we like Baltimore. And if you don't, if you if you don't get on board this fucking shit, you're you're done. <laughs> I like it. I like. It. I'm reading through the clarification again. I like how they we completely appreciate the time and effort so many of our fans and guests put into their costumes and convention attire, and we expect to see many suits of armor, Thor's hammers, Harley's mallets, Captain Shields, etc. Like it's okay. Please come. We're sorry. <laughs> We're sorry. I wonder how many requests one. they got for refunds. After they posted that, oh, see, that's like, a better. That's a better. Post. Actually, no, that that is a really interesting point, because there were a lot of people who were basically like, "Nope, not going now." Well, at least on, on Facebook. I mean, you know, people say that and still show up, but yeah, right. Still. Okay, are we ready for Suicide Squad? Oh, that that was pro transition right there. That was good. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I I, mean, I was I was going to transition when we were talking about the definition of funny, but yeah, we'll go. <laughs> Lord, here, no, we, go. Okay. here, here we, go. we go. Here we go. I feel like that moment when you're at the top of the roller coaster and you're looking down, and, and you're then like, it 
breaks. That yeah. was the Suicide yep. Squad movie for me. <laughs> Good God. 2016 Suicide Squad brought to us by David Ayer, writer and director. Uh, Andrew, do you want to give a, re- a real quick recap of what the Suicide Squad is before we go into the movie itself so that people know what we're talking about? Yeah, so I'm not, again, I'm not a huge uh, reader of Suicide Squad. I've read a couple of, of issues. But basically, it is a squad of various villains, and it's been around since about the mid '90s, early to mid '90s. And the idea is, these are villains who have been captured, and they're basically sent on suicide missions. And if they survive, then you know they'll get time knocked off their prison sentence, stuff like that. But basically, it's you know kind of the kind of like a dirty dozen for comic book villains. Yeah, I was going to say Dirty Dozen also. These are villains that are kind of villains, but not really villains. Like, we can kind of make them sympathetic, so you want to read about them, and people won't get up in arms about it. Or or they nerf the villain to make him not as, or her, as bad as before. Right. And that's basically what we got. This, uh, the writer and director here is David Ayer. Uh, if you might not be familiar with some of his work. Uh, he's been a, a screenwriter for a while. He's done movies like U571, The Fast and Furious, Training Day, SWAT. Uh, and Fury was his most recent one. That's kind of what got him this this uh, movie, Fury, the movie about the World War II tank crew, which is kind of like the same thing, a bunch of bad people fighting for a good cause. And basically the overall plot of this one is a character named Amanda Weller. Waller. After, or Waller. Uh, after seeing the events in Batman vs. Superman, Dawn of Justice, wants to put a, get together a team of very bad people to do some good and she gets together uh, a kind of list of who's who's of B and C level DC stars to go on a mission to save the world sort of and that's basically it yeah. that, that's, yeah. that's as far as I want to yeah. go and I was, and I was, Amanda Waller is actually is also a an integral part of the comics as well mm-hmm. uh, and I always, yeah. I always enjoyed the character but should we throw in a spoiler alert real quick guys just no. What? What is Turn there back to sp- now? No, no. What is there to spoil about these superhero movies? There's nothing to spoil. I mean, we like, haven't put they... a spoiler alert in a long time, so. No, it's just I'm tired of the spoiler alert crap. I just what is there to spoil anymore? There's no one. M Night Shyamalan hasn't made a spoiler worthy movie in 15, 20 years. Who cares? We're moving on. Anyway, so. Did he make them in the first place? I mean, he was the one who was famous for it, right? It was the whole the whole movie was like. Here's here's the M Night Shyamalan movie. Can't you know? Wait till the end because you had to wait ninety minutes to get to the end or two hours. Oh, that's what it means. Oh, it's just plants. <laughs> that's <so fucking laughs> stupid. Oh, anyway, so I mean, the movie looks nice. It it was kind of strange for Warner Brothers to give a big tentpole film to a fairly inexperienced director in making movies like this but that's basically the way it's been over the last couple years is you want to get a big director or not you don't want to get a big director you want to get a director who you can kind of like control for these big tentpole movies it worked with jurassic world also yeah, one, also one. when you can pay less yeah and you can, play less. You can oh, pay them less one. and then Zack snyder was the executive producer so i mean he was very much in control of this obviously yeah i mean the movie overall is just an absolute mess. It's written poorly. It's shot poorly. The story doesn't make much sense. The characters are almost incoherent. And there are parts of the movie where you can see it on their face. They can't believe they're saying the words they're saying. Special effects didn't look too bad. But overall, it was one of these like pretty picture movies that you're after a while, you just sit there and go, I don't get any of this anymore. None of this makes any sense. To be, I mean, yeah, there were some kind of shining moments. Margot Robbie was a really nice looking and well-played Harley Quinn. Jarrett Leto's... Really? You thought so? I, I thought she was... I like Margot Robbie. I thought she was pretty I mean, good. I mean, don't, I don't have an issue with her as an actress. I thought Harley Quinn was fucking useless and terrible. I mean, look... Oh, the I char- liked her. No, no, I was talking about her performance. The character, I don't care for at all. I'm talking about, like, Jared Leto. He was an okay Joker, but now I think we've all come to the conclusion that Jared Le- uh, that Joker is not a particularly hard character to play anymore. You just put on the makeup and do it. Will Smith. See, I was, disagree with that too. But oh no, I don't. It's just I'm tired of this character. And Will Smith was serviceable as Deadshot, and those were like the the biggest you had. Everyone else was just kind of like Swedish and Australian, you know, retreads. Let's put them in a movie because we can afford them. That was base. I just thought this movie was such a mess. It was beautiful. I mean, what about I, you, Andrew? I, I certainly agree. It's a mess. Um, 
Leto's Joker, I think he's the weakest actor to have played the part ever. Hands well, I, hands down. Wait, is he the weakest actor or like this is the weakest performance? Yes, both. I mean, this, but this is not saying much to me. This is a big deal. I don't think any of the. Well, you just don't like Joker. I mean, that's your. Yeah. Pro- that's yeah, but that's your fucking personal problem. That's your problem. How's that my problem? I like the Joker. That that does sound like a problem. <laughs> no. So. <laughs> These two guys. Do you, you no, I mean, I, I, again, I, again I, I think it's the the by, again by far the weakest actor, weakest performance. Uh, Margot Robbie. I mean, her performance was okay. The character was terrible. There was absolutely no character development in Harley whatsoever. And There's in no general, any of this, uh, very little. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Will Will Smith's. I had no problems with his performance, but I wasn't impressed by it. Captain Boomerang was creeping. It's creepy, and not not like the like interesting kind of creepy, like the candy and windowless van creepy. Jock, Jock Courtney is ridiculous. He was um, Kyle Reese in the Terminator Genesis from last year. Yeah. I don't know why people keep putting this guy in movies. It doesn't make sense. Um. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I've, I've got. This is the, I actually had to like when I left the theater, I just. I walked out and actually no. During the credits, I turned my phone on and started typing a list of just my issues. I've never done that before. Just the issues I had with this film. I wanted to like take notes, and then I was like, I don't care enough about this movie to actually do that. No, I mean I, I've I've got a whole a whole fucking litany of of problems. Oh yeah, no, it definitely oh, had. Him. That's where I have seen flag before. He was the um. The Repu- or the Democratic nominee or Republican nominee for president in the last season of House of Cards. I was looking at him like, that guy. Oh, yeah. Why do I scroll, know that guy? No, scroll down, scroll down um, his his credits, and you'll find that he he's like some sort of action star who does these movies that all start with the same guy's name. I forgot <laughs> what they are. They're really ridiculous. I forgot. I was like, well, he's like some Swedish actor. Is he's like did some he is famous. Swedish, your- yeah. Yeah, some famous European stuff. It is like, oh my god, just just get a whole bunch of them. So the- overall, I mean, I, I this goes back to my theory that your expectations going into the theater does have a big effect on how you perceive the movie. I walked in with the lowest possible expectations of this movie, and I walked out being like, eh, I paid for a matinee, so I didn't really spend a whole lot of money. I mean, um, I, I walked in with low expectations and was stunned that they didn't even meet those. Yeah, I, I had low expectations, and it still sucked massive ass. Uh, I don't know that it did that. It, it was fun. I'm never going to buy this movie. I'm never going to watch it again. But eh, I didn't think it was all that horrible. I could see there was a moment, and I can pinpoint the exact moment, when it went from, okay, uh, well, whatever, okay, this is kind of fun, to... I have no idea what the hell is going on. And that, mo- that moment was yeah. right after the opening credits. <laughs> yeah, it was exactly. It's like let's just let's just run down all the characters and give them their own little like sequence and explain who they are because no one ridiculous. knows who these sea level crap characters are. And, and then a theme song throw- for each one, yeah. which is oh, pop. The, the top forty shit that they pumped into this movie. I couldn't. I have not seen a shittier soundtrack and a more misplaced and miscued soundtrack since Watchmen. Holy crap. Was this was worse that. than Watchmen. This was you worse guys... than Watchmen, but I'm talking about like the, the music cues in Watchmen's was awful, and I always hated it. This one was just as bad. The Facebook rant that Zack Snyder went on after Deadpool came out about how uh, studios are going to misread their cues with regard to Deadpool. I think that the pop infiltration of sound, especially superhero soundtracks lately, is due to a misunderstanding of the soundtrack to Guardians of the Galaxy. That they did this retro, cool soundtrack with a lot of pop stuff from the 70s and 80s, and it it worked really well. It was a brilliant soundtrack. And then I just keep hearing these this music coming into all these other ones. In fact, no, they, they cop they took no. one of the songs. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, your timeline's off. Yeah, you got to go further back. You can you can make just just mention Watchmen. That was 2009. But you can say the same thing about the Tarantino films because he actually had very good use of music, and a good and a good use of soundtracks. And but everyone I'm, tried I'm to copy him. I'm drawing a direct parallel in superhero movies. Specifically. Well, then watch Watchmen. Watchmen was it? 
yeah, it was I, yeah, I, I have to agree with you on that one. I think Watchmen, Watchmen attempted that, didn't do it well, and that was Zack Snyder too. Yeah, it was. I know. Yeah. So, well, no, I mean, Tracy. I don't think Tracy realized that. So, I think that's where a lot of that comes from. I saw Watchmen back when it first came out, and I was not. I had no idea what was going on on screen. I should watch it again now that I actually know anything about comics. I saw I saw Suicide Squad over the weekend. I have no idea what the hell is going on the screen. Did you love it when Slipknot shows up and is like, "Wait, he's gonna die. He didn't get an introduction." Yeah. Oh my god, that was the biggest waste of flesh character I've seen in years. I was like, "What? This guy? I remember the dude in Jurassic Park three who looked cool in the sunglasses. It's this guy right here. He's gonna get chomped by the Spinosaurus in about five minutes. He's not even gonna get a oh, line." Yep. There it was. Yes. And then it's like the Japanese girl jumps on. Oh yeah, here's this katana chick with a mask on. Her soul, her sword captures souls. The, She's my friend. What? Yeah. What? Oh, what? I ran down the list of characters. I mean, this this is this is so perfect. So out of out of this setup of characters, we have the leader, which is well, uh, Deadshot, the troublemaker, the Australian boomerang. The flag. No, out of out of the, out of the actual Suicide Squad, like he's the mean, manipulative guy. But the out of like my list of characters, I've got the leader, the troublemaker, the hot chick. The Silent Mystery, that's Katana. An Example, that's Slipknot. Br the Bruiser, which is, um, what's the, what's Killer the lizard Croc. guys? Killer Croc. Killer Croc. Killer Croc. God, what? That was okay. actually the was one I had, that was the one I had the least problem with. And then the Reluctant Sacrifice. <laughs> right. I think my biggest issue with, with Will Smith with, as Deadshot, it was just, I don't care about it was Deadshot. Just Will Smith. Well, no, no, no. I, I thought his performance was fine. It's just, they wanted me to care about Deadshot because it was Will Smith. That's the only reason they want, like, I don't care that's about Deadshot was, otherwise. Yeah, that's exactly no, what they, I was they, thinking. They want, the, the, the emotional hook for Deadshot was he's a dad. We're going to call him a badass killer, psychopath, serial killer who collects credit cards. But he's also a really doting dad, so don't be so mad at him. Well, no, but like, that, that's kind of my point is it was like, hey, you know, we're going to introduce his character and here's a reason you're supposed to like him. Yeah, yeah. that's exactly oh, it. Yeah, it's, and he doesn't feel, and none of them felt like bad guys. None of them felt particularly know... likable either. No, you guys no. know my personal feelings on child actors, right? This one was the worst. Again, why do we keep casting kids? Let's just have them off screen. We'll understand that there's a situation. What, do you want to ca cast midgets instead? <laughs> yeah, I, know, no, like, I don't want Tracy kids at all. children in movies. We're just going to CGI in them and have them played exactly. by Regina King. Please, please, that would be that would be perfect. That would I would be so happy. That would be I every, hate child actors. That would be every creepy. Awful. Yeah, every female character from now on will be CGI'd into the film and voiced by Regina King. Then and then we're just going to move on from there. Nice. Every female or every child cuz I'm not okay every with child. Female. Oh, child. Yeah, okay. You I'm good. Yeah, no, Regina King is the voice does the voices for boys also. No, no, you, you just said every female character. Oh, or child. I mean either. Well, it doesn't matter. <laughs> wow. Oh my god. We are coming back to that at a later date because that is crazy. Well, no, I've already seen what dude thinks of all CGI character uh, films. Avatar, the only movie he's ever walked out on. Everyone ever walked out on. I did see BFG and I was like, "Ah, oh, this is okay." Yeah. I was like, now I have to watch these movies, and I'm like, oh, there's a child actor here. Tracy must hate it. Uh, you know, so, hey, yes. you want to know what – you talked about, you know, having those moments where, like, your friend lets the entire theater know. I actually did that. Yeah, oh, I believe so, it. I, am, so I did, too. Th there is a, there's the scene in – the, in the beginning of the movie, we see uh, Enchantress, you know, basically run off. Like, they're, yeah. they're in the subway, and they, he gives her the bomb to go plant, and then she runs off. Right. And then – we see a flashback to that same scene and get no extra information. And Nothing. It's, different. it's literally, it is from a different camera angle. That's it. And in the middle of the theater, I said, well, what the fuck was that? Oh, no, I, I did In the middle of the movie, the guy next yeah. to me just looks and he's like, oh. <laughs> Yeah, I was, I'm, I'm watching this and like uh, most of my confusion came from all the Deadshot stuff because it was just the the randomness of like his motivation made no sense. Well, said, and it changed on the on on a dime. I mean, it just the, 90 the degree best, turns. The best and probably the worst moment of that entire film was the sequence within the hotel bar. That yeah. None of that made any sense. I couldn't believe that they were uttering the words they were. And there's and this that's part where I believe where he... it took the hard turn. Right oh no, there. that was that was no, that was it was already done by that point. All the shit with Harley and Joker was was already ridiculous by that point. But then it was like, oh, your daughter writes you every day. 
Oh, you two, you had the, you had these letters from my daughter. I'm gonna help you finish your mission. I know I, that I, I was went, so weird. What? I was like, yes. How did you? How did we get? How did we get there? How, My, huh? uh, the other great th moment is when he smashes his cell phone and says, "You're all free to go." All of these just, prisoners that were so them, dangerous, right? they were on the, they were in a hole, and we they threw away the hole. This is this is definitely uh, one of those times where it, like how it should have ended. It's just him hitting the phone, pop, 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 pop on the. <laughs> just we're done. We're done yep. here. It's all over. Oh my gosh! And like, and also, can I just point out that if she wrote him every day, why were there four letters? Yeah, just a handful. Like, how long is he? I go. guess he wasn't in jail that long. <laughs> I guess. I guess he really wasn't. I love how she's like, "Go kill Harley Quinn." Okay, she's dead. Oh, I missed. What? what? Why? You don't even like this bitch. It she's, made. She no doesn't sense. do anything. She doesn't. She literally didn't do anything. She's just the hot chick in the squad. No, she was. She's that. there because again, we'll we'll talk. I guess we'll talk about it a little bit later. But forty six percent, at least according to to, to Hollywood Reporter, forty six percent of the film's audience on Friday were females. That was the only reason why people were coming to see this is they're just shoving in fan service. You know, Will Smith, we gotta get black folks to the movie. We got Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn. We gotta get girls to see the movie. We're gonna load it up with hot chicks. Boys are gonna see this movie, and we're gonna make money. <laughs> I mean, they are making money. Oh, they, they are making are. money. So the uh, according to Box Office Mojo, the, the current uh, projected weekend numbers is 135 million. Yeah, on 4,200 screens. What was the? You told us this earlier. I think you sent me a message, Andrew, that said how much? How much are they? Do they need to break even? It's a lot. It's oh, like 750 um, million. Yeah. Oh crap! What was it? I, okay, I don't. So I don't have the article anymore. I have to go f go find it. But yeah, there. So you know, with advertising and every all that nonsense, the yeah. break-even point for international gross was like seven hundred and fifty eight hundred million. That sounds a little. That sounds a little high. I mean, for a one hundred and seventy-five million budgeted film, that would mean that they spent something like two hundred million, three hundred million, just on distribution and marketing. I that That's, would you know that wouldn't surprise me. They they have been just hosing down. Yeah, but. I mean, yes, they have. I mean, the marketing campaign was brilliant, but three hundred million dollars. I mean, I, that's. I, I also I feel like one hundred and seventy-five is lowballing the budget, especially with the, the amount of reshoots and everything they did. So, so I, th I think that's an important thing to, to keep in mind too. There are basically two versions of this film, like very different versions of this film. One was what the director basically the way he wanted it edited. And then after Batman versus Superman came out, the the studio went back and re-edited the entire film. So you and I both have issues with about the first 20 minutes, dude, of the film where it was just it was an info dump background mm -hmm. stories that were just poorly, poorly done. That was all done by the studio. Yeah, but see, Ayer is still the the sole credited writer. So th there's there's a rule of depending on how much you worked on the script means whoops that's loud it means uh how much you worked on the script depends on uh what your credit or how how you get credited oh absolutely in this, in this case he's still there's like there's writers guild of america rules on that so he still is credited as the sole writer on this so i i, I put a lot of this especially just some of the shit lines no no, no i'm not i'm not Damn. saying that but what i'm saying is i think that's why i'm saying i think the 175 is a pretty soft number is they Maybe. they went back and reshot and re-edited a lot of this movie. I mean, we'll have to find out later. Uh, but good God, this was a. This, uh, I mean, I 135 million is pretty good. They're they're yeah. gonna go. They're go, They they released it. I think the same time worldwide. But the one thing I know that's gonna hurt them is they are not in the Chinese market. They never got. They they made oh. this a. PG-13 so they could pass the censors in China and you have to schedule way ahead of time so you see like the Chinese film bureau whatever the hell it is uh, passes films like has a two month schedule and Suicide Squad's not on the Chinese market schedule yep. so and that's gonna hurt them the that's other, the other thing is you know we're talking it's 135 million for for the weekend it dropped between Friday and Saturday dropped 46 uh, 40 and a half percent 40.6 percent well, the reviews have been terrible. And then dropped, and then dropped an additional twenty percent to Sunday. And again, these are estimates, but 
Yeah, they're all experts. Yeah, this is. Uh, 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 this this is just bad. I I don't know. Warner Brothers is gonna try really really hard to make this work, but I mean, I, I think their saving I, grace I is gonna end up being Wonder Woman, but maybe. I don't I don't know what much more we could say about this movie other than it was crap. I mean, it just on almost every level it was terrible. There were some minor moments in there that I you could you could extract some level of joy from but for the most part it was stupid I mean there were little things as, as a fan I enjoyed um the introduction when they introduced Harley the fact that she was cut, like doing the gymnast thing in the yes that was a cool moment well and that's just something it kind of gets dropped is, is the character is a gymnast is also a gymnast yeah I don't know why people emphasize that so much I I, I, I guess well, it explained a lot of her duck and rolls, and well, I, a lot of. I don't the know. I wouldn't. I'm not even looking for an explanation. I just thought that was a nice little. Oh, hey, here's a little bit of something that, if you know the character, then, you know, it's a little Easter egg. If not, then who cares? Yeah. I, yeah. I've never, I've never seen that. In fact, I've, I had actually forgotten about that until I saw that. I was like, oh yeah. I, I Margo, admit this. Margot Robbie's to... accent made me want to vomit, but. I remember mentioning this, like, how is Harley Quinn able to, like, fight like this? And some one of the a Harley fan was like, well, she's a gymnast. I'm like, that doesn't answer my question. How she can't, you're, you're a gymnast. That doesn't mean you know how to fight. That, I don't, I don't get why fans make a, make a big deal out of that. Or so, certain fans make a big uh, deal. Yeah, I mean, thing, I, I've never seen that as, in, a, as a big, a big thing fans have. When I went to that Harley Quinn panel at Phoenix, it came up a couple times. And I was like, why is this a big deal that she's a gymnast? I don't, I don't get it. I thought she was sick of uh, I, I well, think that they I mean, could have really sliced this cast and saved themselves a lot of money. There were several characters that just didn't need to be here. Well, I mean, they weren't on screen long enough to really get a paycheck, much of a paycheck, I'm sure. <laughs> no. Well, even just like Katana, we didn't even need her character at all. She just was there silently. And then... Um, we didn't need her. We didn't need Captain Boomerang, which is a shame because Captain Boomerang can actually be kind of fun. Can he? You couldn't tell from this movie. He just... You're right. He was absolutely creepy, and it just... Eh. I did. I have to say that I really liked the end uh, reveal of Diablo. Uh, I thought that was really cool because I know nothing about the character in the comics or anything like that. So for him to sort of kind of hold back, you had that one moment when they're in the uh, the sort of the big glass building and he he lights all these guys on fire and you think, oh, okay, so that's the character. All right, cool. And again, I know nothing about this from the comics. So then you get to the end and he does this full reveal of himself as this Mexican fire god or whatever the hell. Like super powerful. I thought that was cool. He looked awesome. Yeah, no. I didn't look like a flaming Monta really Yeah, he like looked like a flaming Montezuma to take on the common monster. Or the monster T is his Yeah, credited. but he it's looked good. Like, he, it looked cool. The only dumb thing is that he then stuck his hand in the guy's chest and then his fire went out. I I guess the guy like burped up his fire and then he was done. I don't know. That was oh, it's just uh, they had these moments that I, they could have capitalized on and then it just turned to shit. I thought it was so funny. The I'm like I'm I go I went to the movie asking so many people like who's the bad guy in this movie? Like yeah. who's it supposed to be? And then it's like oh it's Enchantress. Okay. I was like so underwhelmed when that turned out to be the case. And then she turns into like blue Enchantress and then she has some of the dumbest lines. And the yes. movie is awful. Like, she was the, she, I liked her like, the least. And she has like a, the goofy face, like the goofy voice. Like, yeah, and she's got the wiggly thing. So like, you're going to tell the me wiggly how thing to was defeat so your armies. It's like, what? I thought you're just, just beat them. You're a fucking superpower monster. What do you need to, what? Why do you need I that? love that she came down and she fought them hand to hand. That oh, was, that was okay. the biggest what the fuck moment where I was just like, she's, she's literally making a machine with her mind. Why is she? Why is she fighting them? Hand I hand like hand. the part where like Harley like pretends to give up, and she's like, "Oh, there's just one problem. You messed with my friends." It's like you don't even like these people. <laughs> You've known them exactly six hours. <laughs> Good point. Like, well, what? I mean, because Diablo called them family, and so then they were a team. A am I the only that was one? The moment. Am I the only one who was scratching their head? Where like the entire plot of the movie is, "Hey, we're gonna go." We're going to go save this person who turns out to be Amanda Waller from the building. We're not going to go right. bother with the crazy shit that's going on over in the corner. At least that made sense from that character's perspective. Where she's like, oh, shit's going down. Y'all need to get me the fuck out. No, no, no. I, like, it made sense from her perspective. But at the same time, I'm going, didn't, didn't you got like make this make the squad to deal with the crazy shit? And then the crazy shit happens. 
because of her own negligence well, no, no, by well, keeping that fucking statue in her house? Well, what, what the fuck? I mean, that's a whatever. But at the, at, at this point, it's like, it's like no, 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 no. I'm not going to send the squad off to do what I to- what I designed them to. They need to come get my ass. <laughs> yeah, I, I th- and I do like the part where that was probably the only part of the movie I enjoyed was when uh, Waller kills her entire staff. And I mean, oh, right. I enjoyed it. It, it was, was shot so poorly because yes. it just kind of happens at this weird angle. There's no emotional impact, but she just kills it. I'm like, all right. And she's like, they weren't clear to see this. And like the best part is Will Smith goes, okay, that was gangsta. Like I thought that was kind of funny. That was like the one moment yeah. where I was like, or at least that at least funny. Waller, at least Waller really embraces being a bad guy. Everyone else is just kind of a pussy. I mean, I no, I, I like the character of Waller in general. She, I did too. In, 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 in the comics, she's one of the few people who like can get aggressive enough and just kind of in his face. She makes Batman step step back, like actually like stand down. I'm sure. What yeah, do you guys think of the casting of Viola Davis for her? I mean, she's fine. Yeah, it didn't bother I mean, me. I mean, the character. I mean, you just you write the characters like this to be cool, like that whole Batman thing. It's like, oh, I'm going to make this character cooler than Batman. Look at this. I'm going to make Batman back down. Where it's like, you know. Well, no, anyone I mean, who else was writing Batman would just, just smack her in the fucking face. Well, just no, no, that's 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 not like that. That that goes back to the comics. That's not a movie thing. No, I know it's a comic. So just just smack her in the face. It's it's really not that hard. Just smack her. I like I love how Deadshot would like take his helmet on and put it off, take it on, put it off, take it off, put it off, and like, but why are you? Why he doesn't do anything? He's like, I don't like putting this on because when I do, people get killed. Motherfucker, that's your job. Don't start getting fucking sentimental on me right now. Also, if you've got the crosshair shit on your eye, why are you using your other the eye sight. to shoot the guy? Put, put, what is, ah, there's so much problems with this. I don't like putting the, the helmet. He puts puts the helmet on, and it's like, oh, I'm going to shoot a bunch of stuff, and he just takes it right off. It doesn't even look like a helmet. It just looks like some sort of rubber shit you'd get from Party City. <laughs> it doesn't it does. do anything. It's true. Ah. Oh. This movie was so bad; it was beautiful. It really was. I was like, I some had of fun. Stuff. I had a good time. I, I I did the occasional, you know, I occasionally shot air very strongly out of my nose at a couple of scenes, and I don't know. I, I again, just... I walked out. Not, I walked out expecting to hate the fact that I paid money to see it, and I didn't. I was glad that I went. So, I'm actually happier that I paid money to see Jason Bourne and saw this instead. Oh wait, is I... Jason Bourne out? Yeah. Yeah, but oh. like. I, I couldn't. I was trying to get tickets for it Friday, and the and the line was really long. And the automatic ticketing machine was 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 not letting me buy Suicide Squad. So I just bought tickets for Jason Bourne that started 15 minutes later, and we just walked into the Suicide Squad theater. Nice. So I actually didn't give this movie any money. I just Jason Bourne got an extra 40 bucks. Yikes! That's why I love matinees. And Did also you... my student ID, which does not have an expiration date on it, so. I just I, every time I see Matt Damon, I want to be the guy in the theater to go, "My God, that's Jason Bourne!" Every movie he's in, <laughs> I just want to do that. Did you now. see the preview for the Wall? What previews were on yours? You guys? Oh yeah, what the? So I, we posted the, about the Great Wall uh, on the on the Facebook page, and my girlfriend's yeah. like, "What is this? It's Matt Damon fighting Chinese dragons on the Great Wall of China." I didn't know there were dragons know. involved. That looked cool. I was like, "This is going to be so." Yeah, Andy Lau was in it. The part, dude part, who played <laughs> the Red Viper. Uh, I'm, I, I was just waiting. I'm like, I'm like, man, if people were bitching about whitewashing before. Well, no, this one is like a combine. I guess it's okay because like they, they combined it. It's like the Chinese are like, we're going to get our dudes and you get one of your famous dudes, one guy that used to be famous and another dude who's just kind of famous for being a useless character in Game of Thrones who got his head popped off. And then we'll put them in a movie together and we'll make millions. That's really <laughs> what it is. I, I hope they do make millions. Other, that sounds I'm like a solid think- business plan. What other trailers? Uh, Wonder Woman. Doctor Strange. Yeah, Doctor Strange. Which look cool still. I don't care what you say, dude. I think that movie's going to be awesome. Better to come back doing his best house voice. I don't know about (laughs) chakras. Study and practice. That's how I did it. (laughs) So, dude thinks that it's Doctor House in Inception, and I think it's going to be awesome. Yeah, I didn't hear the house thing at all, but that's fine. You you can have your delusions. Uh, listen to it really carefully, especially in the teaser. It, it's it's not as bad as in some of the later trailers, but in the teaser, it's, I don't believe in chakras or energy or chi or anything like that. And he really sounds like Dr. House. Bad. What else? I'm trying to remember. There's a couple of them that... Oh, um, Sausage Party, which I'm still... I'm, I'm, interest, I'm into seeing. That looks pretty cool. 
and uh, the Edge of Seventeen. We saw that. That we saw. Well, we saw the Green Band trailer. Oh, for Edge of Seventeen. Um, I saw that the new James Franco comedy. Oh, with Brian Cranston. Yeah. That looked dumb. Oh, I mean, it's yeah. A, it's, a, it's a Christmas movie. They're all stupid. I just we can't. Do I hate Christmas, Christmas movies. They're Christmas all... movies in February fourteenth so. ones. Yes, huh? James Franco. So I hate James Franco, so that that works out for me. He's such a skis ball. Ugh. I hate Christmas movies and I hate Valentine's Day movies. Why do we what, have to have a Valentine's Day movie mo- every year? What Stupid. other movies? Actually, I can't think of any. Yeah, else. nothing, nothing particularly memorable. No, no, certainly not. I didn't even get the Wonder Woman trailer. Yeah, I didn't either. I still want to know who Wonder Woman is going to fight. It's just the Germans. Like, what kind of villain is that? She's just going to kill all of them. So, has, yes. so as an interesting side note, I watched the extended version of Batman vs. Superman last night with some coworkers, uh-huh. which actually uh, solves a lot of my issues with the plot. Uh, I still think Jesse Eisenberg is, is shit, but that's, you know, that's fine. Um, but when they when when they find the picture of Wonder Woman, like from World War One in the in there, mm-hmm. that Chris Pine is in that is in that picture. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, that's that that's a little bit of nice planning there. I don't have to go back and fix that picture or something, you know. Oh, I thought they. I think they've been filming this for a while. No, they. I didn't realize though that Chris. The, I didn't realize that. Yeah, that so, is smart. They don't have to retcon it later. Well, I didn't it. it it provides a nice a nice consistency for this for the series. Well, I guess they'll take whatever they can. I think it'll be good. I, I don't I don't think it's going to be a, a terrible movie. Plus, I mean, Gal Gadot is amazing. So. Yeah, Gadot is beautiful. She she looks like Wonder Woman. She's like, yeah, yeah that's that's Wonder Woman. I was like, when I saw the first picture, I was like, yep, that's Wonder Woman right there. Nice. No no ambiguity. Uh, all right, all right. I, that's all I got. I'm done. I don't know how much more of this movie I can complain about. <laughs> I mean, the answer is probably a lot because you like the sound of your own voice. So. Oh yeah, especially because I, t- I I I turn my headset off so I don't hear it. I so I'm just, it's just me talking. I mean, that I could tell you guys about lot. all the little the the little details that I caught that you don't no. ever like. About. For instance, the Pentagon. Uh, model. It's just uh, so I love it how Tracy can catch like little details, but entire plots just go right by her. She's <laughs> so like, true. I didn't know that was Beast Plane, but but uh, Jennifer Lawrence's hair extensions, did you see them? They were like off white on one, and then they were kind of yellowish. But that wasn't his plane. What are you talking about? There were only, there was only one plane. No, there are two planes. <laughs> it's true. I am much better at reading things, which is why our comic conversations always go so much more smoothly. What? Yeah, like fine smoothly. <laughs> well, there's less of this for sure. Come on. You mean the dead air, the staring, <laughs> the so confused looks, the scratching of the heads. You know. It's gonna it, it's gonna have a terrible drop off next weekend. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be so curious it comes to out see. Next weekend, actually. Actually, let me just let me just look that up right now. Um, I had it a second ago, and then I two hours it. of a flaming dog turd. <laughs> Like that that's what comes out next week. It's just it's just you know and what, it's pe- still pe- gonna beat it out. Pe- yeah, people buy those uh, like those like Yule log DVDs. It's just a like video of a fire. That's what this is. Except burning. It's gonna poop. be August twelfth is gonna be Sausage Party, Peach Dragons, Florist, uh Florence Foster Jenkins, Heller Highwater, and Bloodfather. Just uh, those probably so really the the only big one that's gonna come out is probably Peach Dragon. Yeah. And Sa- Sasha's party is going to be a a kind of one of those R-rated raunch animated comedies. That'll pro- uh, Florence Foster Jenkins. Um, yeah, that's a, another Meryl Streep movie that no one cares about. Hell or High Water is written, co- coming from the guy who gave us Sicario. I like Sicario, so that might be worth something watching. Bloodfather is probably a movie no one's going to watch because Mel Gibson's in it. Um, oh, you Arthur- know, what, you know, what trailer I've gotten the last couple times is uh, Magnificent Seven. Oh, okay. Really? Yeah. I haven't gotten that yet. Hmm. I've gotten that twice okay. now. Hey, and there's a Final it... Fantasy movie coming out. I didn't know that. Kingsglaive. Hmm. And then Arthrop... Um, what was it? Arthropoid? That's coming out. I actually want to see that, about killing the uh, one of the uh, Nazi high commands in Prague, or Budapest. Hmm. Was it? Oh, that sounds interesting. Yeah, um, I... I'm going to go see War Dogs, obviously. Uh, Paku's in Diveroli. 
I'll send you guys the. Actually, I'll throw this in the show notes too. There's a roll, a fantastic Rolling Stones article that is so hilarious because you read it and you're like, no, nothing beats it's, the Rolling Stone review of Fantastic Four. Oh, I'll have to go back and look at that. Oh my god, I'll I'll send it to you guys. We'll put it in the show notes. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, War Dogs looks okay. Ben Hur looks ridiculous. It's one of those like, why? Are oh, we I know. We saw the poster on the way out, and Kurt looked pointed to it, and we're like, we're gonna go see that. I was like, no, we're not. No, we're not. I'm not spending money on that shit. I have the 40th anniversary of the old, of the 1959, I believe. Yeah, nine one. Oh, it's so beautiful. I love that thing. Anyways, what have you guys? Are we doing the into? Sure. What have you guys been up into? I saw um, Big Friendly Giant this week at the base, and that was pretty uneventful. That was pretty stupid. It didn't. It was like a kids, a kids movie that movie. didn't. Yeah, but it didn't have any of the magic of a kid. It was like a. It was also a Spielberg movie. It didn't have any of the magic or darkness, like a Spielberg level kids movie you would expect to have. It was. It looked good. The giant looked good, but it got so ridiculous towards the end. It was just kind of. It felt like a whole lot of nothing. It felt like a really big waste. I also saw, uh, Central Intelligence with The Rock and uh, Chris Hart. That was actually pretty funny. Kevin Hart. Was, uh, Kevin Hart. Uh, it was really funny. Uh, I was surprised how funny. I think The Rock is great. I think The Rock is actually a really good comedic actor. He's actually probably better at doing comedy than he is action films. I really, I, thought I, found he's, him I think he's getting. He's, he's also getting better. He's always wanted to do comedies. There was that stretch when he like had his daughter, and he he almost fell into like the the Eddie Murphy trap of I just want to do family comedies mm-hmm. now. And I know he's said as much in interviews, but he's gotten away from that, and he's and he's given himself a nice blend of action film and comedies, and he's been serviceable in pretty much all of them. I, I know, also, I, surprisingly, I actually really enjoyed uh, last the first season of Baller. Uh, Baller. I want to I want to see that now. It's actually quite good. Yeah, and then there is uh, I saw The Shallows, the Blake Lively shark movie, and yeah. that was yeah, that one was okay. It was short, which was good, but one of these days, all the tension was in the trailer. I mean, no, the film had some nice suspenseful moments, but there are times where I I don't believe in the philosophy of you can scare the audience more by not showing them and letting their imagination run wild. I've always found that to be bunk. So there's a particular scene in the movie where someone's getting chewed up by a shark and it's just Blake Lively's reactions to it. And it's like, this is stupid. I'm just watching her face. This is dumb. And again, I, one of these days, I want to see a movie where the shark wins. I just, I just, I'm just root for the shark. I want the shark to win. You know, I would, I would say I, I don't fully agree with you. I think, I think in certain instances, like the one you just described, it's bunk. I think there are certain ones like Alien, where you know the monster's hunting you. I think that works, but I, th- I think. Well, you like get the small one, portions like the... of the monster in that, though. I mean, well, just like... enough to. No, see, I, I don't know if this one applies because, like. Are you referring to the scene with Dallas in the in the like the tubes? Yeah, See, that one to me was just a jump scare. I didn't, I didn't, I don't think that's what that was supposed to be doing. No, it uh, was, it was, the, it was the ten, it was the tension that 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 it was supposed to be. Right. I think these are two very separate things. I think it's it's the so it's like the psycho or Blair Witch. Like you don't see the act happening, but you hear it and your brain fills in, or you've got a, a, a build. That like like again like a Hitchcock moment where you're building to something, but the payoff is very quick. So those are I think I would separate those two as two very different categories of of build to a moment with a quick payoff that you don't see much happening like like aliens or something where you don't actually see the violence occur during the actual event like Psycho or Blair Witch or in this case her on the rock looking looking at this dude getting chewed up by a shark. I think the former, I, I, I can go, I think I'm okay with a jump scare, but it's like, the dude's getting ripped up by a shark. I want to fucking see that. Right. I want to see, there's a, there was one cool scene where the shark breaches and he takes a surfer with him. That was kind of cool. Uh, but other than that, it was like, it was just okay. Yeah. Let's see. I have been, I said, I watched the, I went to a, a co-worker's house and watched the Batman versus Superman extended edition, or ultimate edition, I think is what it's called. And it was three hour. It was three hours long, but I think it it solved a lot of my plot issues with that movie. So that was that was that was. Not, I was like, I'm sitting here going like, yeah, they. I understand it's three hours. They, they probably should have released it, it this way. 
think yeah. you would have done better. With an intermission. I miss intermissions. So, what's it? Um, Hateful Eight had an intermission. Yep, that's true. Uh, so I started reading uh, Scott Pilgrim, like the actual, the, the color editions that I picked up. Nice. Yeah. And those have been fun. Especially in the beginning, it's not only shot for shot, but certainly the dialogue is almost, almost, almost line for line. And I forgot how much I really appreciated uh, Kieran Culkin's character, because that's that's he plays the character very well, especially for what the comic for the based on the comic. Like he he's spot on, and he 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 admits to not having read the material until he accepted the part. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Yeah, this is how I think it should be played." And then he read, and he's like, "Yeah, no, I'm right." Yeah, I, I like that when actors like kind of change the character. A little bit. They bring in a good interpretation to it. Yeah, let's see what else. I've um, that's that's mostly it. I've kind of been just doing some stuff around the house and found a found a way to mount my lightsabers. Nice. That's it's, awesome. It's, it's not like great, but you know, they make the little like three M like three M hooks. You know, they make the um, all kinds of different stuff for the 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 adhe- the command adhesive strips. Well, they've got ones that are meant to like hold up like brooms and stuff. So I got one of those, and it'll hold up, it holds up the lightsaber. So I'm I'm pleased with that. Yeah, that's about it, Tracy. Um, so I f- finally got to watch Ex Machina, the not based on the the comic book. It's just a movie that was released. I think it was the beginning of this year or the end of last year. No, it, it was, was almost a year ago. I think was it, it really was. That- yeah, it was like April 2015. Oh wow. Um, it was actually, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. I think that it vomited all over itself right at the end in like the last five minutes. But other than that, uh, yeah. it was pretty good. What do you mean? Like, I thought it was cool. I liked it. It was, it was the ending. Okay. So I figured out about halfway through what the ending was going to be, but sure. I just, it was very anticlimactic. I think that they could have done a little bit of a better job with just the last little bit. I was just like, wait, wait that's is, is all the, they're going to show. Is the end him fucking a robot? No, no, no that actually never happens. Although he really oh, now wants I'm disappointed. I don't want to watch the movie. It's disappointing. No, it's pretty cool. It's like Ava starts fighting back and like starts stabbing Oscar Isaac, and then uh, Captain Ginger uh, is like trapped in the in the like the panic room or something like the office. She tells him to stay. She's like, stay yeah. here, and then stay she here, just I'll... leaves. And then she just leaves him in there. I thought that was great. And then she just yeah. walks out into the wilderness. So I was like, that's awesome. That's the way I like. That's the way I want a movie to end. Suck so, it. Well, she didn't walk into the wilderness. She went and got on his helicopter and went back oh, to the Oh, yeah. That's right. The helicopter came down to pick her up. The guy didn't even ask her. He was like, hey, I never I know. dropped I was you like, off. What? I mean, it, it was, it's a beautiful movie. And it, clearly the the casting director for The Force Awakens was watching because two of those um, main characters ended up in The Force Awakens. But well, anyway, that, so. That, that ginger had a really good year that year because I think he's yeah, in did. that. I think he's in Mad Max. He's in Brooklyn and mm-hmm. he's in The Revenant and he's also in Force Awakens. So like 2015. Oh, he's in, he, wow. I didn't know yeah, he was he's, in The Revenant. I think he's also in Mad Max, but I'm not sure. But yeah, he had a really good year. Yeah. And then I have also, I also watched the first few episodes, I think four or five episodes of Alpha House. Which uh, Andrew told me a while because I I've been I finally got you my repeatedly about that. And yeah, and it is it is really good. And Bill Murray does a, a fantastic cameo in the first episode, and it's just it's got John Goodman. It's just a good it's a good show, and it's the boring side of House of Cards. Um, and then I've been reading. Uh, I've actually been going back and catching up on Don't Hate Me, Andrew Marvel events. Um, going back and reading a couple of. I don't I hate have... you. I pity you. <laughs> okay. Um, and then I also picked up uh, Hellblazer because I wanted to read Constantine's story. Because I watched yeah. the movie. I was underwhelmed, but I wanted to read the actual story. I, I liked that movie. I picked up Hellblazer 1, and I it couldn't it couldn't hold me. I'm going to oh, really? give it another okay. try. Yeah, I was lately I've been trying to finish 100 Bullets and The Max. Uh, but I haven't had time to kind of really sit and bang them out. But I, I do have, you probably have the same Hellblazer that I have, and... I'd be curious to see what you think. We think of it. Maybe I'll, uh, if you're reading it, I can sit down and power through it. I th- yeah, I mean, that would be fun. I don't know. About, I don't know about the the, um, the the first, the first like trade worth. I know. I think you'd appreciate Hellblazer just because it becomes one of those characters where even when he wins, he doesn't. Yeah. Like it, it just seems like a little more your kind of story, where you know 
people don't necessarily, you know, there's not always the happy ending. Yeah, I I, I want to give it another try. I'm trying to I'm trying to branch out. That's why I got the Max because it's like I would never read something with some like costume heroes or a savage dragon, but I'm giving I'm giving it a try. Yeah, and then last but not least, I've been reading the Art of Betrayal: Secret History of MI6, which Andrew lent me like two years ago, but it's actually really good. So I'm glad that I'm getting into that, and that's been really fun. And that's throwing me back into reading spy novels like Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy, which I never got all the way through. I didn't love the movie, so I'll maybe give that another try. We should so. probably try again with the Bond stuff, because I, 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 re- I read Casino Royale. And is, Rich, I don't, is Rich alive? He's alive. I don't <laughs> think we're going to hear from him any time soon. So maybe we should just do the Bond thing on our own. Tra- oh, God, Tracy- you guys know that I am going to loathe Ian Fleming, right? You do oh, know I, that. Oh, no, I know you are. That's part so of the reason why I do it. I don't wait. No, no, I don't. I, oh no, you don't loathe Ian Fleming. You just loathe, loathe the Bond films. I don't like the films. The book. I mean, I read Casino Royale. I thought that was pretty interesting. Um, I actually was getting more into the books because they're way more nastier than the movies. The movies are just kind of softball, but the books. I just. I, I've talked Straight about this up before. Straight up racist, sexist. What a pig. Name calling. Awesome. Name calling. Name calling. Yeah, 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 yeah. My feet are hurt. I wasn't calling you. I'm talking about Ian Fleming. Mean people say Although, mean I mean, if the shoe fits. About oh my god, I don't like these things anymore. They say nasty stuff. I don't like these kids because he's going to talk about girls and it's not going to like I'm not going to like it. He punched that man in the face. Do you have Why any idea have how much editing you're making me do right now? <laughs> any idea? Oh. <laughs> I just love that one thing where Fleming, you, I've talked about this before, where Fleming spoke in the cigarette and they're interviewing him about the sex and violence in, in the Bond novels. And they're like, you know, there's a lot of sex and violence in these Bond novels. He's like, yes, I figured I would write stuff that any red-blooded heterosexual person would enjoy. He's like, well, you know, these aren't really appropriate for schoolboys. Well, no, they're not really meant for schoolboys. You know, I don't think schoolboys should be reading them. It's like, well, teenagers are reading them. It's like, yes, and I imagine they're enjoying them very much. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this dude is gangster. <laughs> he immediately became my hero. When I like, I liked him so much more when I saw that interview. I was like, "Oh, I'll defend this guy to the death. I don't care." Oh, yeah. What did I? What did I finally get around to playing? I had a big board game night last night. Oh, I fucked Baruch up so bad on everything. He had a rough night. Uh, yeah, we played. Um, you ever hear of the war game Ogre? It was like Steve Jackson's the guy uh, of of Munchkin fame. One of his first games was Ogre, and they came out with like a card game based on ogre and it's really nice it's like 15 bucks it's two player it can be played very quickly it's almost a 10 15 minute runtime. very simple one page of of, of rules bolt double-sided i really liked it we got through like seven games i beat his ass six out of seven times it was really something and we finally wrapped up the austrian campaign in commanding colors napoleonics that was really cool we're going to work on the pro- we're doing we're doing all the battles of the napoleonic wars in chronological order nice so we finished with the Austrians. We're moving into Prussia, and that'll be cool. And I finally got to play Pandemic. Uh, oh yeah, I've heard about this. I really want to play that. Now, I, yeah, I, it's it's not is it my like kind the game, of game. On is it like the mobile game at all? I don't know. I wouldn't be able to tell you. Uh, I never played the mobile game. This is the first time I ever played it. I've just heard about it, and it's a multiplayer, like two to six players or two to eight players, I think, and. It is a co-op game, so you're playing against a deck of cards, really. And uh, the whole world got sick and we died. But we cured, like, two out of the five diseases. But what's interesting, and I think this is a valid review, uh, and I, I reason why I don't play co-op games, it brings out the alpha gamer in certain people. And if you don't know what I mean by that, it's the guy who's like, no, no, don't go there. Do it like this, and then I'll do this, and then Shelly's going to go over here, and then and then we'll link up, and then we'll share now, and then we'll cure this disease, and then, no, don't do that. Like, that that's what it brings out in people. And, I mean, Brooke and I are a pair of betas, so we just died together, you know, like, cooperating. <laughs> we're like, uh, what do you want to do? I don't know. You want to try this? That's cool. Let's go to Hong Kong. Oh, we're going to have an outbreak over there. We're going to die, and we did. It was it was pretty bad. And then he showed me a game. He he's designing he's designing a game, and I'm help. I was helping him play test it, and I, I beat his ass in two turns. <laughs> it was like he's like, well, I know this part's broken. <laughs> it was, I was like, this sounds this sounds like a uh, a Warhammer 40k movement rule change. Oh com- yeah, coming up that level of of yes, uh, beat there, down. There was like, 
Yeah, it was like, a, oh yeah, you get to move and attack multiple times. So it's like, well, I'm going to do this again. Roll. All right. Both your dudes are dead. Game's over. He's like, damn! <laughs> That's exactly what happened. He's like, you just broke my game. I don't want to play it right now. <laughs> nice. Oh, and I picked up Colony Wars. Uh, Star Realms Colony Wars. Nice. I haven't played it yet. But... Have, you, have you looked through those cards? I have. It's there's interesting. Some evil, there's some evil shit in there. The cards are a little flimsier than the original stock. A little flimsier, a little lighter. But other than that, I, I, I'm looking forward to trying that out. Alright, folks, if you like what we do, make sure you head on over to therefarageek.com. You can follow, find, try that again. Alright, folks, if you like what we do, make sure you head on over to therefarageek.com. Check out our blog posts and our podcasts. You can find us on Facebook, on Twitter, and on Instagram. And you can find this podcast and other podcasts like it on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and YouTube. Suck it, dude. <laughs> Motherfucker's been making faces at me the whole goddamn time. That was for our. Honestly, we Our should listeners. string together all the times you've screwed that up if you've saved them and just have them on a montage. The files the are there somewhere, but oh my god, <laughs> that would take forever. Because there's a you, lot of them. I should have sent you the fuck-ups I did on the Killing Joke review when, like, car alarms are going off and it's like... <laughs> so it's like, Tara Strong returns, this time as Barbara... Motherfucker! <laughs> I'm, I'm up to the window. Are you serious?! I have a professional recording right now. <laughs> nice. Uh, cool. Uh, so once again, I'm Andrew. I'm Tracy. And I am a professional recording podcaster. And you've been listening to Therefore I Geek. <laughs>